what they really, the audience really wants to know about is you, the author. So if you want to talk about what prompted you to write the book, you want to talk about any interesting stories that you have that came about researching the book, anything you can talk about that you think people will be interested in will be far more interesting than doing your reading. This is Taylor Stevens, the New York Times bestselling and award-winning author of the kick-ass Vanessa Michael Monroe thrillers. And this is The Taylor Stevens Show with my good friend Steve Campbell, where we are kicking writing in the butt one word at a time. Taylor, you remember a few weeks ago when we did this little cross-promotion exercise? Yes. All right. Well, we've gotten some really good feedback from people, and we've also gained some, good some new listeners. So Yay. I want to read... A couple of things. Uh, th this first thing comes from Janice Cumberledge. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Janice. And Janice says, I, I've just discovered your podcast with Stephen, and yes, you need to cross-promote more, <laughs> exclamation point. <laughs> the, the episode on how to deal with chronological order was exactly what I'd been looking for, and now I've queued up about 30 of your podcasts to listen to. I'll, oh be, sharing, I'll be sharing this link with my author friends. Yay! Thank you, Janice! And she also says, the material you talk about on the show is priceless, especially for me just trying to finish my first full-length novel. Short stories I can do, but the intricacies of a novel are a real skill, and I'm so pleased that you're sharing your experience with the audience. I got more out of listening to one podcast yesterday than I have out of reading whole books. And I assume oh she gosh. means whole books on writing write. craft. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you for that. And if you have specific questions that you feel we can help you with, be sure to send them to us because that's how our shows help other authors too. And uh, Janice actually posted that. I think it was in the Taylor Stevens uh, fan club Facebook Ooh. group. So that was cool. And you got an email, but I'm reading it because you can't see your screen right now. That's correct. And the email says, and I'm not sure who this is from, from Kelly. I yes. think. I think it's from She's Kelly. She's in Australia. Okay. If I uh, remember correctly. Kelly, uh, if I got that wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> a few days ago, I was looking through the thriller section of my local bookstore and just couldn't find anything that really excited me. I left empty-handed. Then on the way home, I did a podcast search for book marketing. My thriller is coming out next month and discovered your amazing podcast. A few minutes in, I remember The Informationist when it first came out and loving it. I even think I subscribed to your newsletter, but it must have ended up in the in the junk. My email has has very bad taste, clearly. <laughs> anyway, the very next day, I got the informationist again and the innocent, and I'm so loving reading your books again. Your podcast is also fab, and I'm learning a ton. I must admit I've been binge listening to them on my drive to and from work. I love it. Thank you so much. So that's awesome to hear from people that are getting benefit from listening to the show. It's it's something that warms our hearts. For sure, for sure. It's it's really I love it. Thank you. Thank you for letting us know. Yes, absolutely. Because this podcasting bit as I say all the time is a lonely gig. I'm staring at my screen with a picture of Taylor, not Taylor, <laughs> a picture of Taylor. And who knows what she's looking at. She might be looking at a picture of my cat. I can see a little tiny picture of Steve. Little tiny one. 
Those are the best. Those little tiny <laughs> pictures. <laughs> um, so today's show is sort of a combo, and it, it sort of flows out of the initial cross marketing we've that we we've done, and we're actually going to cross pollinate the shows with this episode. But this is a separate intro for Taylor's show, and then we'll do a different intro for the Author Biz. But I got a question on the Author Biz or a request for a show in the Author Biz Facebook group. Uh, self promotion, self promotion. <laughs> that was. I it didn't would, even get that. <laughs> it would be great to have a show on how to do book signings. And Taylor inside inside the group says. I've done a lot. I've done a lot of those, and so we thought, well, why don't we do this as a combined thing? Because we think you guys, as the Taylor the Taylor Stevens show listeners, would find it interesting to know what goes into putting together a book signing. And I know there are people that are interested in the Author Biz Listener Group because that question or that comment had a lot of comments like, yes, that would be great to have a show like that. So this is it. This is a combined show. So as soon as you get the music, we will get into it. So let's let's talk about the idea of a book signing. And, and let's just take several steps back and – Let's say we're two months away from a release or an opportunity because you're a traditionally published author. A lot of the Author Biz listeners are indie authors, so it's slightly different the way it's set up. But you do a lot of your – a lot of the, the setup and organizing for your book signings yourself. You do not have a huge publicity machine behind you setting these up. Correct. So a couple months ahead of time, you try and time these to book releases most often, but not always. So what would you be thinking about a couple of months ahead of time in terms of organizing something? Well, and, I, and I'm answering these questions assuming that I had to do it all on my own because I think those answers would be the most helpful for your, for your audience. And the first thing is you're, you you're going to need to have a venue. So I would be thinking about what types of venues I would be interested in doing signings at. And of course, when most people think of book signings, they think of bookstores. And those are definitely opportunities. But some bookstores are a little more open to having indie authors approach them directly. And from what I, from what I gather, most big chain bookstores, even most indie bookstores, are going to have like a, a community organizer who actually handles this, even if it happens to be the owner of a small bookstore, it's it. You, you're going to want to talk to the person who organizes book events. So the first thing you need to do is make sure you're talking to the right person. So bookstores are um, definitely an avenue, but what's often overlooked are libraries, civic events, book clubs. Groups are constantly looking for um, new new inter I guess you say entertainment, right? <laughs> yeah. So in some in some ways that's actually an easier way to get yourself in front of an audience. And local is always going to be easier to get into because there's sort of an angle there. And that's what a lot of places are looking for, an angle. So when you're approaching places to to get set up for an event and you're you're looking to present yourself, you have to have your angle of what it is that you're about. And coming in and saying, I'm a local author, is an angle. But you have to realize they probably have a lot of local authors doing the same things. And they probably have guidelines over what they 
who they'll bring in and who they won't. So you, you kind of have to see yourself as a product, not just your books as a product, but yourself as a product, and look at it as, what do I have to offer this particular engagement, this particular event, and what kind of scheduling? To, to schedule two months out may or may not be feasible. Some of these places might book six months out, depending on the event. So it's something that you probably want to start. Like if you, you know in advance, that far in advance, when the next book releases, you might not want to wait until two months out to start getting your ducks in a row for this type of, of thing. So assuming you have an event right, set up, mm -hmm. then comes the next question of how much time are they going to want to have you there for? And do you have a sense of your, your audience, your demographic? And um, I think one of the big mistakes an author can make in doing a book event is being boring. Mm -hmm. And and one of the easiest ways to be boring is to always do the same thing over and over and not be able to adjust to the audience that you're speaking to. You know, it, it, it takes practice. Some people are really good at getting front, up in front of strangers and talking or what have you. Others aren't. And, and so if you're not already comfortable in those shoes, it's going to be awkward. It just it flat out is going to be awkward. Um, and, and so it's a muscle that you develop. And when, you, when you're awkward, that's what forces you into sort of sticking to the script, sticking to the plan. And your audience might be completely different than you expected. And one of your biggest skills as a public presenter is being able to be fast on your feet and just go with the flow. All right. Let me, let me stop you here for a minute, Taylor, because I think a lot of people listening to this will think of a book event in terms of a signing. But what you're talking about is something that might be more than a signing. At a signing, you're just sort of sitting behind the table, smiling, and hoping someone comes up and buys your book. You're talking about you're talking about something that, you know, you're talking about organizing something that's more of an event. Well, I say event in quotes mm -hmm. because a a book e event, and that's just sort of the umbrella that they fall under, mm -hmm. could be anything from you just standing beside the counter with three little books on your on your shelf in front of you and saying hi to everybody who comes in. Or it could be an organized event where they have you there for a specific time and they've said author so-and-so is coming to do a reading. It, it, it varies so much. And so that's under that label of knowing what you're getting yourself into. Um, doing a signing, just a signing where you just show up with books, I've done it as part of um, a larger book event where they had many authors in. And, and all you do is just sit behind a table or stand beside your table and you have your books. It's also very uncomfortable um, because you're, you're having to sell yourself to every single person that's coming by, why they should care about you and you don't want to have any sense of desperation. But most, I would think that any author, indie or otherwise, who is trying to set up a book event would want to set up more than just having a table with books and doing a signing. Um, usually when someone comes to see an author, they are not expecting to just come and get a book signed. They're expecting the author to talk about their book or read 
something from their book, and that's what I was going to get to next. Okay. And all right, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I, I will have some questions ab about the specifics of just reading or talking. Because some okay. people would be probably far more comfortable reading, and others, like you probably, would shriek in horror at the idea of reading your book. <laughs> Very much so. So that you, that you have a book event already is like a really big deal. Um, getting people to that book event is a whole other ballgame. Um, I think the Internet has changed things a lot, where a lot of fans now get their interaction with their authors online so much that unless they specifically want a signed copy of that book, there's not as much motivation for them to go compete with all the other things that are taking up their time and show up at a book signing. So you will hear, and I see I just switched from book signing to book event, but they're the same thing, okay? You will hear all these horror stories of even really best-selling authors who end up at this book event and, you know, one person is their mother and another person is their friend and then the, the poor bookstore owner feels bad that nobody shows up and they sit down and they've got this audience of three and that is their entire book event. It happens. It's so, <laughs> it, it's so normal that it's almost like a cliche. So... I would think that for um, especially an indie author, because if you don't have anybody who's helping you with any of this, you've put all this time, you've put all this effort, you've got you've gotten this, you know, maybe you've gotten a few events set up, maybe you've even managed to get like a multi-city tour going, and time after time, nobody shows up or just a couple of people show up. It can be very disheartening, and I just want you to know it's not you. It's the industry. <laughs> um, backing up a little bit, in setting up for any of these events, be it just a plain sign, whatever it is you're trying to get your foot in, you need to have some kind of publicity material prepared because for every single one of these things, whether it's a library, a bookstore, um, a, a book club, they are going to need to communicate to their membership, their clients, who you are and what, why the people should come to see you. So you're going to want to have your author photo. You're going to want to have author bio. You're going to want to have book covers all easily, to, easily available to send by email. Even any promotional material you've already pre-done that they can use, that's generic, that they can use to help. Um, you know, put their store name or their library name and fill in the blanks. Anything you can do to make their job easier is going to be make it easier for them to say yes and to accommodate and, you. And you send this to them well in advance if they're going to have you. This is not if they, show yeah, up if, with it. Correct. If they've agreed to to, ha to host you, then you're, the person you're communicating with is going to maybe not be the best communicator, this happens. So that's where you need to be really proactive and say, what do you need from me? I have A, B, C, D, E. Is there anything else in addition to that? And what formats would you like those in? And just work with them. Some people are just really, even people who run events at bookstores, it could be the 20 year old kid who just got hired three weeks ago, who's now in charge of this. They don't know what they're doing, it happens. So. The more on top of it you are and the more organized you are, the easier their job becomes, just the easier it all flows. So let's say you have your, your 
appointments all set up. The next thing you're going to want to know is books. How do they want to handle book sales? Because if it's a bookstore, they will likely take your books on consignment where the bookstore sells them and then they give you a percentage. Um, even Barnes and Noble will do that if you can get into a Barnes and Noble. If they don't carry your book in stock or you have um, like say that they can't get it anymore because it's out of print or whatever. Mm -hmm. And for that, they're going to need tax tax documentation. I think it's a W-9. So those are the that you want to have all that paperwork in order already to facilitate that if necessary. But you want to know it in advance. How do they handle book sales? If it's a book club or something else, then you're going to want to confirm that you're allowed to bring your own books to sell. If you're not allowed to sell books there, you might want to second, do a second take on whether that's actually worth your time. It might not be the venue for you because you've got to be getting something out of it too and not just to promote yourself because the chances of you doing a reading or talking about your book and then somebody actually going out and buying it not then and there are like zero. <laughs> so you've got your event you figured out how to what it is they need from you you understand how book sales are going to be handled and if they are okay with you bringing your own books then you might want to consider bringing someone with you if to to help you um because or asking them if they have someone available to help you now it may be that just one or two or three people show up, in which case your helper might not be needed. But you might get flooded. You might have a huge turnout, and it's very uncomfortable as an author to be sitting there trying to talk to people and give them the, your attention while you're also trying to take and juggle money and, and keep count of your books. So depending on the venue, depending on how they handle book sales, that's just something to keep in mind in terms of actually doing the transactions. Um, if you don't sell a lot of books normally, like if you're normally selling them online or somewhere else, you may not have a way to take credit cards. It's not the end of the world. Um, checks may be okay with you or they may not. These are things you need to know ahead of time for yourself so that when the time comes, you're prepared for all of that. Let me let if me jump in here really quickly and and yeah. just there there are a number of things available now. PayPal has one, and there's something called Square, where you can just stick a little device in your phone, and it it takes literally minutes to set up an account and start receiving money from credit cards. So don't let that stand in your way if if that's an Correct. issue. That those that also, is really easy to do. Also, don't wait until the last minute to make sure it works. Yes. Like, you want to get all of that stuff sorted out well in advance. Um, if you're going to be doing cash sales, and sometimes people don't want to pay by credit card. They just want to pay with cash. Make sure you have change. Those are just real basic things that are really easy to forget when you are in a rush or you're excited. Or I get really adrenalized no matter how many times I do this. So I kind of have to have a routine so that it's the same every single time. Otherwise, I'll forget stuff. You'll probably also want to have either a sign-up sheet or an iPad or some way that people who want to get on your mailing list can sign up then and there. Because, again, if they're meeting you for the first time and they're interested in you, them going home and doing it, chances are zero. So that's your opportunity to 
um, get and and you will find I've found that um, readers who come to you from real life events where they've met you face to face will be much they'll stay with you much longer. You'll have a much higher open rate with your mailing list, et cetera, versus people who you've never met before. All right. Let me, let me jump in with a quick question here. Yes. If you are, say you're at an event, what, what's the most value for you as an author? Is it the sale of those books there or is it the meeting people and getting them on your email list? The combination of an actual face-to-face -face interaction and then getting that person on your email list. I, I think it's the face-to-face -face interaction and the email list because that's what builds your long-term base. But I think, but but I'm coming from it from the perspective of being traditionally published. I think for an indie author, there would also be the benefit of um, oh, there's a word for it. it it's when it's like status, like. Um, you're obviously moving up in the world if bookstores are hosting your events. Mm -hmm. So you have that that um, brag factor. So you're able to say, you know, author so-and-so has, you know, as seen in this 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 place in such an area, you know, it it is um, social proof. So yes. there's a lot to be said for social proof. And so I would say that that's a, a really important factor. I think actual book sales alone are not really enough to to make it worth the time investment of doing this it is more the fan interaction, the, um, the exposure to your work from a wider angle. Once the bookstores, libraries, whatever, when they get to know you and, and if they like you, then they will be recommending your work to other people. And I, they, there's not enough that can be said about the value of a quote unquote book person <laughs> who interacts mm -hmm. with readers every day, hand-selling your work to a reader saying, I think you might like this. So that's, um, that's one of the reasons why uh, publishers will send authors on book tour, even though it is a losing proposition monetarily. They do it specifically for the authors to have connections with the bookstore owners, with the librarians, because the the sales of those books then grow incrementally from there it's all about exposure and i i think you have a relationship with a bookstore you you live in dallas and you have a relationship with a uh, barnes and noble in dallas where you just go there with every new release right that's how it's been it doesn't mean that's how it will always be so we'll see what happens on the next book release it really has a lot to do with the the publicist at the publisher who's handling it. It has to do with how, what I'm up for. Um, it has to do with if the bookstore has space. Mm -hmm. It has to do with, did I tick them off the last time I was there? I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but I think that that's how, that's the easiest way is you have your home base where you generally go whenever you have a book launch. All right, so what happens? You've got this organized, it's the day of the event. What happens when you're actually there? Well, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to want to show up early and you're going to want to make sure you've introduced yourself to the people who are handling the event. You can get yourself set up, get water, use the restroom, get all your, your ducks in a row. And then generally, if, if you're going to have people start showing up, um, people will be early. And so you have to be prepared to either hide or... <laughs> <laughs> sit there mute and awkward 
or engage your audience. And of those three choices, I would say engaging the audience is your best option, even if it makes you feel like you want to crawl under the table because you're not really good at it. Um, because that, and that's where just talking about, you know, the easiest way if you're, if you're awkward and you don't really know how to um, interact well with strangers, ask them questions. Is this your first time to this bookstore? Do you come to a lot of signings? What kind of books do you like to read? Oh my God, I'm so nervous. I haven't done this so many times. Who's the favorite author that you've ever seen? Just ask questions. People love to talk about themselves and it, it makes you seem really brilliant. Um, so then usually whatever event it is that coordinated this thing, they're going to want to say something ahead of time. They're either going to announce other authors that are coming to speak or some kind of events or some something. There's always something going on. It's very rare for them to just say, oh, uh, see you later. Uh, we'll come back and say hi in an hour. Like usually they're going to want to say have their things, right? And so they'll do that, and then they'll just more or less turn the floor over to you. And at that point, it's entirely up to you. This is your show. And so, like you had said earlier, some people will want to do readings. Some people will want to not, <laughs> me. Um, and it's really up to you. Now, from the readings that I have been to, I find that, for the most part, it's not interesting for the audience. It's boring to just sit there and hear the author read on for a page or two. They can crack open the book and read a page or two if they want to, which is one of the reasons why I prefer not to do it. What they really, the audience really wants to know about is you, the author. So if you want to talk about what prompted you to write the book, you want to talk about um, any interesting stories that you have that came about researching the book, anything you can talk about that you think people will be interested in will be far more interesting than doing a reading. But if you want to do a reading, go ahead. When, when I do an event, I, I talk a lot about my life story. I mean, I do have an unusual story. I was born and raised in a religious cult. I left. I still had a sixth grade education. I taught myself how to write. And, you know, you start saying those words and the jaws just kind of start dropping and people have a lot of questions. And I just I just tell my story and I've told it so many times now that I don't even really think about it, but it's never going to be the same story twice hmm. because it's just whatever pops it, like whatever elements of the story pop into my head. And of course there's going to be consistency. It's the same story. So it's like that in answering questions. The first few times you answer the questions, the first few times that you tell the story, it's like you struggle and you're trying to figure out the best way to word it. But once you've done it a few times, it just, it just kicks in. So you're there, you have this audience, and if it, and this has happened to me um, where there might be three people in the audience. And one thing I don't like to do is be behind a podium or be behind a desk because I feel that puts a separation between me and the audience. So whether there's three people or 300, I don't think I've ever had 300 people, but I'm going to be out in front of the signing table, in front of the desk, in front of what I'm not going to be sitting down. I don't like sitting. I will stand and talk because I feel that it's it's more engaging. And I, I also use my hands a lot. <laughs> so when I, I'm very expressive, so it's just much easier for me in my own personal communication style. But I think it also creates a, a warmer um, audience interaction. 
But if there's only three people who show up, I'm going to pull a chair up and I'm going to go scooch myself close to them. And I'm going to be like, thank you so much for coming. You guys have saved me from having to sit here by myself. And I'd be like, let's talk. You know, you came here, you know, you wanted to hear about my books or you wanted to hear about me. What kind of questions do you have? How can I how can I entertain you and just take it from there, you know? And I have to say, as, as someone who goes to book events, I, if some, if that happened to me and someone, if an author did that, I would be thrilled. Well, there you go. <laughs> Sometimes at some events, um, they will want to do a Q&A with you where there will be someone else guiding the event. And so in that case, you just go with the flow. They obviously want to lead lead the event and you just do whatever it is they instruct you to do and answer questions or read or whatever you just take your marching order so those are a little bit easier in the sense that you're just doing what other people have prepared but a little less easy in the sense that you don't have as much flexibility in choosing what you want to do so usually these things will run anywhere from half an hour 45 minutes sometimes an hour i've i i can't think of maybe but a couple of times they've run longer than that and um, anytime I've actually ever had to prepare a speech, like, you know, talking to the audience, it's usually limited, like 20 minutes, sometimes 10 minutes. So you need to, if, if you're in one of those types of situations, you want to figure out um, what's important to communicate to them. Like, you only got 10 minutes. What do they need to know about you so that they can't wait to rush to your book signing table and pick up your book and take a look at it? So the event is over and now comes time for book sales and you want to make sure that you have pens. You want to make sure that any trinkets or things that you're giving away that you've got those available. If I have an event where there's a lot of people there, I want to make sure that people don't feel rushed. And I will say before I even go to the signing table that don't worry if this takes a while, I'm going to stay here until everybody gets what they want. So, you know, just be patient and I promise, you know, you'll you'll get your book signed or whatever. Um, if you have a three people event, that obviously isn't going to be as big of a deal. But you're there to entertain. You're there to make people comfortable. So anything you can do that helps set expectations, that helps engage, that's really what it's all about. And then after you have signed your books and you've packed everything up, you want to make sure you thank your hosts and if they have books that they want to keep on hand, offer to autograph them for them. Um, you can also offer if, if they would like to keep some on consignment for you. If they really liked you, they might be willing to do that. Um, and some stores have policies that the people who are there on the floor are like, oh, that's not my decision. We'd have to go through the head office or whatever. But it's your opportunity to make a good impression on those who hosted the event for you so that they want you to come back again or so that they're willing to tell others about your work. And when that is done, you pack up and you're in your car and you're on your way. You mentioned trinkets and giveaways. Essentially, we're talking about swag. Uh, what do you find that people like the most when, when you're there? I'm a bad person to ask for that because I've never really gotten super, super into that. Um, I do refrigerator magnets and I, I do them as limited edition when they're gone, they're gone. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I may have to reverse that policy eventually, but I let people know these are memorabilia and you know, 
this is as close as you'll get to a complete set now. I'm out of this cover, and, you know, if I ever do new covers, you can get them for free through my mailing list. It's one reason for you to be on my mailing list so that you'll know about them. And so I think anything that makes people feel special, you don't want to just invest your money in, in promoting something that is going to get tossed in the trash when they get home. So um, the best swag stuff that I've ever seen is stuff that's useful, but sometimes that useful stuff gets really expensive. So I don't know. I know from having spoken to you and, and recorded so many shows with you that when you travel from time to time, if you're going to be in a place long enough, you'll try and set up an event where you're, where you're at. So if you're going to Thriller Fest, you've done this in the past, you'll go to uh, an indie mystery and thriller bookstore in New York and have an event. Is that something that you set up all on your own? Do you get help from your, your publisher with that? Well, I've done it both ways. Um, if my publisher sets up an event in the area, then that's where I will invite all my friends to come, readers, fans, friends to come hang out with me. But sometimes I don't have time to do a book event or I feel the book event is too far out of the way mm -hmm. or inconvenient. In which case, I'll use the hotel lobby or the hotel bar or restaurant, and it's just like, okay, I'm going to be here at 6 p.m., and anybody who wants to come hang out with me at 6 p.m., this is where you'll find me. I've also had cases where fans have set up more formal events for me um, and found like a, a restaurant real close by to where we the book event was going to be. Usually it's a library event, and so they'll find a restaurant close by. So all of those are options. But you always want to keep in mind that's a really good chance people will promise the moon that they're going to show up. I've had people for four years, like, when are you coming? When are you coming? Oh, my God, I'm going to be there. And then they don't come. <laughs> it, it totally happens. So you have to not take it personally. And it's, it's one of those things that you're just there for the joy of it, for the love of it, and for the love of the readers. And if you sit there by yourself for an hour, well, hey, you got some me time, you know? A year or so ago, you did a, a couple of events with Vicki Pedersen, who is another Dallas-based author that, that you are friends with. Do you recommend, if you can, doing events with a buddy? If it's an author that you're comfortable with and you've got good chemistry, yes, because then you can draw in readers from um, both readership both fan circles you have to not be jealous it, which i know it sounds silly to say that but i i, I often I, i'm almost afraid to say it but it's like as authors we understand our readers in our polyamorous relationship we just don't want to know about it we don't want it in our faces and so and so when you're at one of those events if all of a sudden all your fans are ooing and aahing over this other author you have to be generous enough and happy enough for it to not let that affect anything if you think that's going to be a problem for you don't do it if you're one of those people that has to be in the limelight and has to be number one you'll probably have a great time and the person you're doing with it is never going to want to talk to you again <laughs> um so that is the thing, is, is how comfortable are you just with that give and take? Are you okay if somebody else hogs the mic? Because, you know, I've been in situations like that where the other person just went from being total friend and easygoing and I thought I knew them to all of a sudden, who are, the, who are you? You know, what you just turned into a, a beast, you know? So those are things 
to keep in mind. But if you already have good chemistry, if you're willing to just go with the flow, if you're willing to um, take whatever comes and work with it, it can be a super good opportunity. Okay, you mentioned the number of different venues, um, libraries, book clubs, bookstores. Another venue that comes to mind are conferences, book conferences, where typically everyone who is presenting uh, has the opportunity to, to go to the bookstore, the, the conference bookstore, and sign. Is, is there, do you have any specific advice for something like that? Because that could be a, you know, a shared mic jealousy kind of thing as well. Um, my opinion about conferences, well, first of all, it's going to depend on the conference. Um, some conferences are very fan-based, and some conferences are writer-based. Um, Thriller Fest, for example, is very writer-based, uh, uh, writer industry-based. It's not some, I mean, fans do go there, but it's not as big of a fandom as, say, BoucherCon, right? Mm -hmm. And so in a case like Thriller Fest, um, you, you're going for the connections, you're going for the industry-type networking, and as I've, I, you see these authors just struggle, like they're trying so hard to convince people that their book is worth reading. And, and I totally get that. This is a brutal industry, and everybody's trying to be acknowledged and, and you know, come on, I, I'm actually good at what I do. But that's not your audience. Your audience are readers. And yes, many writers are readers also, but they're out there trying to sell their own books too. And many writers are very supportive of other writers, and that's all wonderful, but that's not where your focus needs to be when it comes to selling your books. Um, BoucherCon is a little bit more fan-friendly, and so that one, you have more of an opportunity to present yourself, but the same rule applies when you're on panels is don't be boring. And there are a lot of MyCogs that just, they are so fascinated with their own voice and their own ideas they they don't understand that they are boring. It, it, it's a foreign concept to them. And you just got to roll with it and have fun with it and understand that this is not the time and place to get into a measuring contest. We'll just say ego measuring contest. <laughs> um, so I don't really personally feel that conferences are a great venue for selling books. They are a great venue if it's fan-based, for connecting with fans or connecting with could be fans. I have women who have been with me since the beginning who I met on train going to BoucherCon or I met in an elevator and I happened to have an extra copy of like my books had been given away in giveaway bags and somebody, oh, God forbid, had put it on the giveaway pile. And I'm like, well, I'm not letting that go to waste. So I snatched it. And I was in the elevator, and I saw that these women were, you know, with, with the conference. And I said, hey, do you guys like, you know, and I rattled off a few words that described what I write. And they're like, yeah. And I said, here, have fun. And I handed my book. And that's the last I ever saw of them, but I've heard from them since. <laughs> so, you know, those types of moments are ones that can be really good at conferences, but it's not the be-all, end-all, try-and-sell-your-book type thing. Okay, one last question, and then we'll wrap up. When you are, let's say you've done your presentation, you're sitting at a table, you're signing. Uh, well, actually, let's, let's make it a little bit different situation. Um, 
it's just a signing. You're at a you're at a bookstore. You're sitting at a table. People are walking by. They're giving you the look like, why are you here? Should I know who mm-hmm. you are? Um, what do you do? do? Do you try and how do you try and engage the person? How do you how do you sell yourself without selling yourself? Well, first of all, I'm not sitting. Okay. I'm standing. And if I have to be behind the table, then I'll be behind the table. But if I have any opportunity to be beside the table, in front of the table, whatever's going to be, get me in and around people. And then I just, I make eye contact. I smile. I say, hey, how's your day going? And, you know, the, the whole thing is they'll come, you know, usually they're eating something or drinking something, or they've got a stack of books and they're, you know, looking down their nose at you, at your books and they're like, well, what do you do? <laughs> and so you got to have like some witty one-liners ready for those types of moments, you know, and, you know, just throw them out there like, well, I make up stuff for a living or, you know, just dumb stuff that that is not the normal, oh my God, I'm so awesome, please, you know? And those types of situations are where having book magnets, uh, book cover art magnets really come in handy because when you have multiple books and you can just display the magnets out there, it's very eye-catching. And then when they want to know about characters or book order, you have some reference point to point to versus, you know, a single book that's on display or something. So they're, they're tools that keep your hands busy, things that you can send back with them to say you really should check these out or whatever. But the same rule applies. Don't be boring. So that brings us to the end of that topic. And I'm so grateful to Steve for allowing us to use this co-sharing platform thing and and doing two shows at once. Um, I know a lot of you have found me through the Author Biz show, but for those who haven't and who aren't already listening to Steve's Author Biz program, I think you should go check it out. He does these types of shows um, constantly... um, interviewing people in the publishing industry, usually for indie authors, and and just approaches it from all these different angles. Here at The Taylor Stevens Show, we really focus on the craft of writing. We don't go too much into um, promotion, marketing, those types of things, and how to, you know, publish an audiobook or, you know, where to find good editors. All of that, Steve covers it and more. So if you haven't already gone over to his show, go give it a listen. It's definitely worthwhile. And that's at theauthorbiz.com. Thank you, Taylor. You're welcome, Steve. Do we have any call to action for this week's show? Oh. I'll tell you what the call to action is. Oh. If, if you are not subscribed to The Author Biz, go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to The Author Biz. I would really appreciate it if you would do that. Now I'm kicking myself because I didn't say that. So, yes, guys, go do that. And we will be with you again next week.